Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Virtual Cup. We are on episode 10. Good morning, Jess. Good morning, Meredith. We are getting into February, just past Valentine's Day. I... My husband calls it a fake holiday. He's not a big Valentine's fan, which is fine. It doesn't it doesn't bother me. For some people, it's a really big day. But uh, I did not get any Valentines, and I guess I did not give any Valentines. <laughs> I, yeah, maybe it's a maybe it's a cop out, and, and no pun intended, but a cop out for Bill. Um, it's funny, Mark and I, um, same. Um, he's like, oh, it's Valentine's Day, and and I said, and this is this is true. I said, you know, you know, you're just really in love with your husband when it's like, I said, Mark, every day is Valentine's day. And he's like, Oh, but, but really, you know, 27 years into my marriage, it's, it, we're only getting stronger and it's only because we're on our knees more, you know, I, I mean, the more we, we pull God in and the more we just surrender our um, selfishness over and um, lean into our faith. It's just only increased my marriage and it's helped my marriage. And um, so I didn't um, get a card either. I gave a card to, um, we have a big golden retriever and I found a card that said, I wolf you and had a little dog on it. So I put it in the dog's mouth and well, I wanted the dog to hand it over to Mark and that's not exactly how it went, but. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Did the dog eat the Valentine? But he tried, he, he tried. And then Mark didn't want to touch it because that dog slobber and yeah, it was a whole thing, but, <laughs> but, but the, the intent was there. The intent was there, Jess. Well, I have to add that bill says the same thing every day is valentine's day i love you every day of the year not more on one specific day which i think is sweet and then i don't know that i've ever shared with the on the podcast about our rings but oh yeah talk about that engaged bill had given me a solitaire as an engagement ring and then there's a jeweler where we live and bill wanted to go there and and design our rings and so I had talked to a friend who shared that her, she had a friend who had a, actually had a uh, triangular shaped diamond to stand for, it takes three to make a marriage work, man, woman, and God. And like I said, I had a solitaire. So this jeweler who is amazing designed a ring where it, the, the circular diamond is set in a, in a triangle and the triangle is made of platinum, which is the purest metal. And then the ring is gold. And then on the inside, it is engraved. It takes three. And my husband's ring is very similar, except it doesn't have the diamond. He just has the platinum triangle on top, but it's also engraved. And we know without any question that marriage doesn't work without God. It truly is a a huge journey that we're on. And it takes three sums it up very well and reminds us daily because it is on our finger and uh, we are so blessed to share our faith and um it takes three jessica that's so beautiful and such a perfect segue into our our talk today like we said coming out of valentine's day um i remember as a kid getting that box of conversation hearts i loved the box of in fact i remember when they were four for a dollar you know i worked at that four for a dollar and and i was like would dig through the words and and you know you and you would just hope um, you know, there were, there were good ones in there. And, and then, you know, that most popular one, I'm thinking of two words, Jessica, what, what, what do you think the most popular conversation heart is? I, I don't have the research, but in my, my mind, uh, what comes to mind is be mine, mm-hmm. be mine. Yeah. I mean, and it's like be mine. And, and then when I think of that, it's like, you, you, you would give that to someone, be mine. And you're asking them to be your Valentine and you hope they say yes. And, 
And as I was, you know, as we were preparing for this podcast, I was thinking that's about us, isn't it? Like be mine, be mine. And so I loved the words um, that you came up with today, Jessica. You're like, what if we flipped it around and um, what does God want us to do? So rather than saying, be mine today, could we go out there and say, let me be yours? Because isn't that what Jesus really did for us? Let me be yours. Yeah. So often it's, I mean, we're a self-centered, we're self-centered people, right? Yeah. What, what do I want? What should I be? What should I do? Yes. What do I feel like eating? Where do I feel like going? <laughs> I don't want to do that. I want to do this. Mm-hmm. We're, that's just how we think as humans, I think, is, is we think about us. And God's message to us is that we're here for others. We're here to love. We're here to show his love to others. And so, yeah, thinking about that heart instead of be mine, be yours. Like, how do we be yours, God? How do we do your work every day and not be focused on what I want, what I want to do, what I want to eat? How do we be yours, God, every day as we walk through our day? And it doesn't have to be in these incredibly visible, powerful, time-consuming ways. We can be yours, God, in in very small moments that yet make an impact in the lives of others. Jessica, I, I love that. And, you know, it's just a simple phrasing, you know, what, what if in the morning when we get up, the first thing we say is, how can I be yours today, God? Versus I got to do this, this and that. I mean, that can frame your whole day. How can I show up and be yours today? And 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 really, to your point, it doesn't have to be loud and flashy, you know, just, and we've talked about this before, but who can I see today? Who can I listen to today? Who can I hear? Who can I love today? You know, and really those would imply love, you know, and for a lot of the, you know, mothers out there what, with children still in your homes, remember, you know, Mother Teresa talks about, you know, you want to change the world, go home and love your family. It's like, it, it, it doesn't even, you know, it doesn't have to be Jessica loud and flashy and it doesn't even have to be outside of your immediate circle. You know, are we, are we loving within our own immediate circle? So, you know, as a mom who's listening today, who's home with your child, taking that breath and, and looking at your child while they're, they're hurt and just seeing them, you know, you don't have to like fix it right away. Just see them be in that space, listen, you know, give them that hug, respond to their love language and I, um, I just think what a gift that is for them because we were made, we were made to love. And um, the Bible verse today, there's many, you know, there's much in the Bible about love, but you know, from one of the Gospels, John chapter thirteen, verse thirty-four, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, even as I have loved you. I mean, isn't that God what wants us ultimately to do, to love like Him? Yeah. That's really good. I was thinking about gratitude. So, mm-hmm. you know, when you wake up in the morning and how can I serve others today? How can I be yours today? If we take that time to reflect on gratitude, that allows us the space to think about how others have loved us. And as I was, as you were talking and I was reflecting on this week, my my legs have been really achy lately. Mm-hmm. And my daughter was over after work on Tuesday and I said, oh, my legs are so sore. And she said, mom, you should take a bath. I said, okay. So she went and I have a few clothes draped on my tub because I have a separate (laughs) shower and, you know, 
tends to become a clothes collection area. So she she cleaned up those clothes. She she drew a bath to use a, a old fashioned term. She drew my bath. <laughs> she put um, some nice smelling bubble bath in there. She lit a candle and she said, "Mom, go take a bath." And I mean, how how oh. wonderful was that of her? Oh. She could have said, "Mom, I'm going going to, going to go home and take my own bath." And get ready for my day tomorrow. But she was very loving and and did that for me. And it didn't take a lot of time on her on her part, but it was a, a very generous act of love. And when you take time to reflect on that and that gratitude that was given to you and realize that impact that that had on you, I think it will help us want to pay that forward, want to help somebody else feel that way. And I'm actually just connecting the dots. Yeah, I can, I can see it. I wish everyone could watch your face. I'm like, I think there's something unpacking here. Go ahead. My younger daughter. So I have two, two daughters. My younger daughter texted me last night on her way home and said, mom, will you clean out my bathtub drain? And I thought, oh, that is not a fun job. She has very long hair and we all know what happens with long hair in the shower. It collects. So I said, I said, yes. Aww. And I didn't connect the dots, but I maybe was more willing to say yes, because in my subconscious was remembering how generous my daughter was with her. My older daughter was with her time with me earlier this week. So yeah, I, I cleaned out that drain and it was not, it was not pretty, but, um, that, uh, in those little things. So I think it, I didn't ask Sarah. She, I think she appreciated it, right. my younger daughter, but it, you know, made me feel good that I was, I was doing something for her. She, she's had a, a big week and to be able to come home and know that her shower drain is not plugged was probably a nice little. Well, Jessica, yeah, was, and there's so much in that. This is, this is exactly what we're talking about. You know, if, if you were holding that little candy heart, be mine, be mine, be mine. You, you, you would have been like, no, clean out your own drain. I mean, you know, you maybe would have been coming off of a platform of being a little crabby or just being a little, you know, self-centered at that moment. Like you say, we can so often be, but because your daughter, your younger daughter was so gracious and drew your bath, as you said, I mean, how can that not just start feeling our heart, feeling our, our hearts? And really that's an opportunity of, of the virtual cup. Like your cup was being poured into and you were overflowing then from this cup. And, and I think that's, that's so powerful. And, and, I, I, I'm picturing people listening going, yeah, but no one did anything nice for me. Or um, guess what? It starts with us. And and if if you're going to remember playing dominoes as a kid, Jessica, I, I mean, we had those black wooden dominoes and I'm pretty sure mom still has them. Probably all of them. She was, she was very good about um, um, taking care of our toys and putting them back in original boxes and, and all that. But I remember putting the dominoes up and you know, gosh, it'd be hard, you know, you'd put up two and they'd fall and fall. Eventually, you know, you could get up to 30, 40, 50 of them. Well, think about it. You have to start with that one domino, just like we really need to start with that one act of love. So if you're sitting here listening, going, man, that'd be cool if my daughter would, you know, draw me a bath. Just keep in mind that, you know, it starts with you and God. And if you can get up in the morning and be that first domino and say, Lord, how can I serve you today? How can I, um, who did you create me to be today? And how can I share that with another? It's going to ripple forward. I guarantee you, you what you put out there is what will come back to you. And um, that's just a, just, that's just a beautiful example. I love that. Well, that's a, that's a beautiful visual, the domino, the domino effect. And to your point, there has to be the first domino to be able to create that ripple effect. 
It, it does, you know, and, and I'm just, you know, starting with the one and, you know, being the one. Um, another space I kind of want to jump into, Jess, I was flashing back to college and I remember going to the um, career office and saying, I don't know what I want to do with my life. And it's kind of funny, Jess, I really didn't just go, Hey God, show me, show me. I really was kind of being self-centered. Like, what do you want me to do? And I don't know what, what, what should I do? And I don't know, you know, this is the rest of my life and this is a big decision. So if you're in that space in your world, you know, whether you're 10, 20 or 50, it's like, just remember to ask God too. Just like, you know what, God, I could use some direction, but I think your answer will come and the clarity will come if you trust in him. And so ask him, say, God, where will I be the person I've been created to be today? And you don't have to necessarily worry about tomorrow. And I think if we can each show up in the space today, um, letting ourselves be loved to somebody else, I think, I really believe the answers will will come and, and they'll be more clear. Um, we just have to be patient. You know, I think we have to be patient, be patient in that space. Yeah, it's really easy to get wrapped up when you're in a moment of, or in a phase of your life where you have a big decision to make and you have to remember to pray, but it's, it's hard. It's hard to, I don't, it, it, is it because we have free will and we want to come up with the answer ourselves? We want to feel smart. We want to, we want to figure it out. We want to figure it out, but how do we stop ourselves and remind ourselves to pray? And I think part of that is, to answer my own question, at least part of that is surrounding yeah. ourselves with people who will remind us to pray, will help ground us in that prayer, who will help pray for us as well, help pray for clarity. And then it all, I also think about when we're praying, then taking time to then listen, mm. you know, pray. That's us talking to God. And the meditation is us listening to God. Yes. <laughs> so, so creating that space where we can hear, hear what God is trying to tell us. Jessica, as you're talking, you know, and, and, and you and I pray before and we ask the Holy Spirit to give us some words. I, um, I'm back to Valentine's Day and I think I can connect to that to what you're saying. We never know what we say, what we do, and how we show up in a moment will impact somebody. So two things. Number one, just giving yourself permission to let go of a response that you might be expecting. You would say, well, I'm, I'm, I think... My daughter appreciated me taking the hair out of the tub. You know, I, I'm assuming, right? But yet you didn't walk away going, well, she didn't thank me. I'm never doing that again. Because that instantly would have been about you. You said, I will show up in this space. How can I, you know, be yours today, Lord? And you served your daughter. We don't, we, I, I just really think people, if you can just let yourself um, relieve yourself of any expectations that if I do this, I expect this back. Do it, you know, like this unconditional act of love. Um, because... Um, two, two stories. I, I would say this is a holy moment. It, it's speaking to me. Okay, here we go. Here's my holy moment in the holy moment. I'm looking down, Jess. And I, can you see this picture here? You know who that is, Jess? Yes. St. Pope John Paul II. St. Pope John Paul II. I went, okay, this is crazy. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm having a moment right now. Okay. And I'm just connecting it and I didn't realize it. Sorry. You guys are like, Meredith, settle down. Okay. In 1993, I went to World Youth Day and I got to be right next to this man. And I am pretty sure if whoever's on here, if you were in that same spot, you would have felt what I felt. This man and his love for Jesus is like none I've seen. 
amazing. And you could just feel it. Okay. I went downstairs. Okay. So I'm put this, that note aside. I just went downstairs before we came on here and I said, Jessica, Jessica, I still have my Valentine that dad made for me. So dad, Carl Kozak says, shout out to you right now that dad cut out of a wood circle and he took his wood engraver and he said, Meredy, that, that was his nickname for me. Meredy, will you be mine? And it was from 1985. So do the math. That's, is that almost 40 years ago? Jeez. Um, and I still have it. Why did I still keep that? I've gotten rid of a lot of things. And those words that he wrote down and gave to me obviously impacted me. And I've kept on to him all these years. So we don't know what we say when we say how long of an impact. So to me, those words so impactful 40 years later. But Jessica, this is where I'm connecting the, the holy moment on top of it. This card was randomly in that box that I just went down there to. I have three three music boxes and this Valentine from my dad. And and Pope John Paul was right next to it. Um, and I'm just super excited because he, he prayed the rosary. This is the holy moment embedded. He actually prayed the rosary over me. And you're thinking, yeah, right, Meredith. Like the guy was world famous. He flew over Cherry Creek Park in 1993. This is in Colorado. Colorado. Thank you. Yeah. World Youth Day, Colorado, 1993. When I met the Pope, when I was right next to him, I got invited to a mass. There were like 200 people. Now, mind you, there were, I want to say, was it 700,000 people that were there that that week in 1993? So the the chances of me, anyway, um, having, I would say, met the Pope, being right there. Um, there's a picture in a book written by Jason Evert, and I can put it in the, it's, it's my favorite um, religious book, I would say. It's called Pope John Paul the Great, His Five Loves. And there's a picture in there, and it's a picture of Pope John Paul II praying his rosary while in a helicopter hovering over Cherry Creek Park. So Jess, I think I can just say that the Pope prayed the rosary over me because I was one of those, you know, thousands down below. And here's my full circle holy moment. He had no idea that those words that he spoke over me those many years, I, I have felt, I've felt the prayers. I've felt the power of rosary in my life. That can be another talk, but um, here we are this many years later, the impact that his words made. So to the point, the Valentine that dad gave me that the, the, the prayers that Pope John Paul, St. Pope John Paul prayed over me and many others are impacting me yet today. So can we show up today, be the one for the person in front of us? Can we, just say to God, let me be yours. And can we see someone, hear someone, love someone without being attached to the results? Because I promise you, there will be impact. We just might not know the time and the place. That's well, beautiful, Meredith. Yeah, Pope John Paul is love, right? I mean, mm. He's an amazing man uh, who passed away. What, what year? Do you remember 20? I want to say 2005, if I had to. Okay. Does that sound about? I just yeah. that. No, it was not uh, 2005. 2002? Yes, 2005? Anyways. Yeah. I also want you to share how you, you, I don't, well, maybe share how you were selected to be in that mass of 200 people and what happened when he came close to you. Okay. So it was April 2nd, 2005. Um, so good job us. We were, I, I was thinking of mother Teresa. I think mother Teresa and, um, um, princess Diana died in like 97 or something, 95, 97. Anyway, um, your question was, 
when, okay, well, first of all, I have no idea. Like I, I, I went on a bus with all these kids on this pilgrimage and, and uh, mind you, it was a 13 mile hike to even get to Cherry Creek Park that day because there were tens of thousands of people. And we want to talk about a pilgrimage. Anyway, um, when I went to mass, I got dropped off just, and so this is before cell phones. (laughs) So I got dropped off and bye, see you later bus. And I was to meet my group later that day at a certain point. And the first thing I noticed were the snipers on top of this chapel on this church cathedral. And I thought, oh my. (laughs) And I had to walk through uh, a metal detector. And then I got patted down. I'm like, geez, like this is, this is kind of a big deal. Like, yeah, the Pope is kind of a big deal. Probably the number one sought after man. Um, and I walked into the the church and I looked around and I realized how small this space was. Like no matter where I am, I'm going to be really close to the Pope. And just, you know, me, I, I'm not one to typically wear like a Jersey of like a football player or have like posters of other people. Like, um, I don't want to say, hate to say worship, but like, I don't, I'm not, I, I'm not a real like, Oh, this movie star and that, you know, like, I don't even know who half the movie stars are, but I felt like I was being, <laughs> you know, I was, I was on the JP two fan club for sure. Like meeting him was just going to be such a big deal. Okay. Fast forward. I'm in the pew and I'm within arm's length as he starts to process. Now you did ask me, I'm sorry, why I got chosen. I'm not sure. God divined, God ordained. I mean, out of hundreds of thousands, there were 200 of us chosen. Well, I think I was chosen for a reason and I'm acting on it, you know, this many years later. But as he walked by Jessica, I I remember the moment. Oh my gosh, this makes actually makes me want to cry. Um, when I go back to that space and he started walking by in his reverence and his just joy and and just him truly being in that space of God, let me be yours, love radiated out of him. And we weren't worshiping him. So I want people to hear this. He was, he was modeling Jesus. He was being Jesus's hands and feet. You know, he was, he had turned himself over to God clearly. And so as he walked by, as he processed by, I dropped to my knees. And ironically, we referred to dominoes. It was like dominoes. As he walked by, we were not instructed to do this. We, I, I, I just had this overwhelming feeling. I didn't do it just because everyone else did it. I just my knees gave out and I fell to my knees as he carried that crucifix and he walked by. And as he proceeded up to the front, every single person fell to their knees as he walked by because we felt like we were really in the presence of Jesus. And and I, I don't know how to say that without, you know, it wasn't him. It was through him that, that we were really feeling connected to God that day. So I'm not sure if that was the story, but yeah, that's Pope John Paul. That's, that's a beautiful story. Uh, we have a priest in Duluth who is a big papal artifacts collector, and he actually has the vestment that Pope John Paul wore at World Youth Day, one of the vestments he wore. Mm. And then and then on top of that, the church has been renovated, and one of the stained glass windows is of St. Pope John Paul II wearing that same vestment. Mm. So, yeah, that was a really uh, a powerful event. I think it well surpassed anybody's expectation oh, oh, just yes, going yes. to happen yes and it really reinvigorate it re- reinvigorated catholic youth and you went because you were a chaperone for our younger sister gretchen who was in high school at the time right? yeah, mom just said meredith would you go i'm like oh seriously my response was do i really want to drink clean the drain <laughs> do i really <laughs> want to be on a bus with 30 teenagers 
And Jessica, the funny thing is I was going to start my teaching job in Emory. We were going to get back at three in the morning, the flight would land and I would get back at three in the morning and I was going to start my brand new teaching job right out of college. That was going to be my first day of work. And I looked at the calendar and I hemmed and hawed, but um, not to, not, not to, it all break on me, but it was like, I really was like, okay, that's what being a servant is. Like my sister needed another chaperone and they needed another body in order to, to go. And, and my mom asked me, and I think of mom's unconditional love. And it's like, why did I say yes to my mom? Because subconsciously all the things that she had selflessly did. So that was an, an example of, of the ripple coming back when you pour out as my mom and our mother did and still does jazz shout out to Sylvia, you know, you're the silent partner in this whole thing. Um, I was able to say yes. And um, yeah. That's beautiful. Well, well, there Jessica. you go. There yeah. you have it. Be, <laughs> think of that little pink conversation heart Valentine and, and think of it engraved with be yours. And how can I be yours today? God, how can I be your hands, your feet? How can I be your, your love for others? Hmm. Yeah. And, and that's our spiritual challenge today. So um, you do matter. Um, you do have something to give. And, and if, if you are right now in a space, I just kind of wanted to put this out there, Jess, if our listener, you, the listener feel like oh, my cup feels empty, Meredith and Jess, oh, I, I, I don't have a lot of love coming at me. I don't have a lot going into my cup. Well, number one, we're telling you right now, we're pouring into your cup right now, people. We are pouring in and saying, you do matter. You were created for this time. You were created for this moment. And God loves you just as the, the love radiated, radiated out of St. John Paul II. Um, we, are, we are telling you, God is right there. He's loving you. And can you just reach in your heart today and see the one person in front of you? Can you maybe give out an extra hug, an extra smile, maybe just a set of listening ears today to be more for that person, because when you can show up and serve and, and just say to God, let me be yours, your, your cup will start filling and you will start feeling that love and, and it will only grow from there. So, um, Jessica, thank you so much. And, um, I don't know, Jess, who's feeling that prayer at the end today, me or you? I feel like you just prayed right there. That was oh, a beautiful prayer. Well, okay. I'll, <laughs> I'll just, I'll close with that. Lord, I just ask that you, thank you, Jess, um, that you let the person that's listening right now, feel you, <laughs> be seen by you, feel loved by you, because you ultimately are pouring into our cup. We just have to be open to it, Lord. So if we can be open for you to fill our cup, then it's from that we can pour out into others. So no matter how desperate we feel, no matter how alone we feel right at this moment, or how worthless we feel and think, God, I don't have anything to give. Who am I? Like I, and then you name all your faults. You can stop right there and say, God, I know you created me and you love me unconditionally. I do have something to give. Let me be yours. Let me love and serve and honor you. Um, and so we would like to end with gratitude. Lord, just thank you. Thank you for this unconditional love. Thank you for letting Valentine's Day be every day in our lives, that you love us every single minute, every single day. And it's our prayer that we can all feel that love and then be that love. We ask this in your holy name. Amen. All right, Jess, until next time.